Hey, it's uh, Jack Kelly with the We Cruder podcast. And the last podcast, we talked about what you know you can do to really shine at work. You know, the kind of core basics of what to do to succeed and move forward. But I'm not going to go anymore because hopefully you listen to that podcast. If not, what's wrong with you? For God's sakes, I'm doing these podcasts. The least you could do is listen, right? Guys, am I right? Like, I'm putting the time and effort. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very least, you listen to it. Jeez. All right, I'm sorry. But, hey, so this time I want to speak to if you're a manager, if you're a boss, if you're a, you know, you know, an exec, to be fair, you know, I want to give some advice what you should do. And I don't know why I said it that way. That's kind of weird. What you should do. So it's one of those things. It's so funny. You, you, you probably see this in your office. You know, just, someone could be, you know, a really great, uh, uh, whatever they do, great accountant, and they're awesome. And then you get promoted to be a manager. And then the worst managers. It's very odd. Just because someone is good at something. It's like, think of sports. Sometimes you'll have, you know, an athlete who, let's say he's a baseball player, great third baseman. And then you can say, okay, now this third baseman is going to be the coach or the manager. But they can't manage for beans. They're terrible at it. They don't have the interpersonal social skills. You know, they have, they have the baseball skills. They have, you know, the, the hitting and catching skills, the running skills, but they stink at managing people. That happens in the corporate world all the time. You pick somebody, you know, and say, hey, this person is great. This person is a rising star. Let's make him a manager. Now they're a manager. They have no idea what to do, and they're terrible at it. So it's weird how they just think ordinary, like, like all of a sudden you're going to be a good manager. I have no idea why they do that. There's really very little training. They just throw you in the deep end of the water, and you hope you, hope you swim. So don't worry. Your buddy Jack is here, so I'll help you. I'll give you some advice what to do. Kind of be, I'll be the manager whisperer. You know, help you with, with some good ideas. So number one, it's okay to get there and not know what the hell you're doing and what you're supposed to do. That's fine. Especially if no one's teaching you what to do. So, so give you some really core basic stuff. You know, really basic stuff. You know, and none of this like, you know, all right, I'm going to be everyone's buddy or I'm going to be the one who everyone's going to be fear and say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Don't worry about it. Just, just, just worry about being a decent human being. So no particular order. You got to have a reasonable, even keel temper. Nothing could freak out employees more than one minute you're, you're nice and friendly and helpful, and the next minute you're yelling and screaming and berating somebody in front of the whole department. Because then you never know what to expect. And I get it. Your job is challenging, you're under stress, you're under pressure, and sometimes it comes out. And then sometimes, you know, people do dumb things and you get pissed off. Get Completely get it. That happens. But you have to make sure that you give off the vibe that, hey, I could speak to you no matter what. No matter what comes up, whatever issues, I know you're not going to yell, you're not going to scream, you're not going to go crazy that you're going to be that go-to person. So you want to really focus on that. If Some people have that skill set. Some people have that temperament where, you know, they don't get too mad, they don't get too upset, they don't get too happy, kind of middle of the road. Others are just all over the map. So you have to make sure that you're going to have that personality that they could come to and definitely no yelling and screaming and arguing. And for that matter, the manager is always criticizing or degrading or giving snide comments or sarcastic remarks 
that's terrible. You're just going to sap the morale of everybody. Not just the person that you say it to, but anyone with an earshot. And not only anyone with earshot, because that person is going to tell everybody, I can't believe what, you know, he said to me. He said blah, blah, blah. And oh my God, he said blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he said blah, blah, blah. Can't believe he said blah, blah, blah. That's terrible. You don't want to do that. You want to rise above it. You, you, even if you feel you want to say something, even if a person did something completely boneheaded, you don't want to belittle them. You don't want to be sarcastic. You don't want to degrade them because it's just going to really just suck everything out of them. They'll lose any motivation, any drive. Not only that, you've created an enemy in your midst. You're going to have in your camp, you're going to have somebody who's going to be plotting for your downfall and can't wait for your downfall and just, just, just really, and they're going to incite other people to hate you as well. So, so no, 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 no yelling and screaming, but then none of those passive aggressive, snarky, sarcastic kind of things as well. Um, big issue is this when people don't know what they're supposed to do and as a manager you need to set the agenda you, you need to set the tone you have to make sure that everybody knows what part they're playing picture if you're a conductor and you're leading a symphony you have to know what I have no idea what the uh, conductor does. So I'm making this up. You have to make sure that the brass instruments are, are, are kind of coming in where they're supposed to. You know, the, the, the person with the cymbals isn't just crashing the cymbals throughout the whole concert. You have to make sure the flutes are doing flute stuff and so on. And the clarinet people are doing clarinetty things. And everyone has, you know, their game plan. Everyone has their goals. Everybody has their objectives. Everyone needs to meet their benchmark. So this way they know what they're doing because otherwise people are frustrated. They don't know what am I supposed to be doing? Oh, I didn't know I'm supposed to be doing this. I thought somebody else was supposed to be doing this and it just becomes chaos. So you want to have a strong game plan where everybody knows, hey, here's what you're doing. Here's, you know, it doesn't have to be micromanaged like every minute, every day, but they know, hey, I have to achieve X, Y, and Z over a certain amount of period. And then they could come to you as they're doing it, let you know. And this is another thing, too. You want to have that open door policy where they can come to you and say, okay, I've done, you know, one, two. I'm having a really time, hard time with three. What do I do? How do I do it? How do I get past it? What do you suggest? And then you have that dialogue. And you have that back and forth. And you want to have that open door. And this goes back to the first point. So they feel comfortable telling you, I don't know how to do this. I'm not sure if I understand it. You know, let's work together. So you want to have that kind of, you want to make sure they know what they're supposed to be doing. They have a game plan. They know when these things need to be done. But at the same time that they could come to you and talk to you and have an open door. You want to make sure also when you say things, you mean what you say and say what you mean. So people aren't scratching their head about, huh, what did he mean by that? Is that, did he, did he, is that good? Is it bad? You know, how many times have you dealt with a boss? Like, you just walk out of his or her office and you have no clue. Was he mad at me? Was he happy with what I did? Was it good? Was it bad? You want to make sure you're very clear in what you're letting people know. You know, if you like someone's work, you let them know. You know, let, let them know why you like their work. If you don't like their work, you want to be polite, but let them know. Here's maybe some constructive, valuable feedback, how they could do a better job, and maybe why they didn't do exactly what they're supposed to do, and work with them about it. So everyone leaves saying, I get it. 
when people do a good job, by the way, you want to reward them. You want to say, hey, you know, Nicole, great job. That was awesome how you took my, you know, dumb podcast and made it sound pretty good. Fantastic. That's awesome. You're a miracle worker. Thank you. You want to say, you want to say, hey, Dan, thank you so much for editing the articles I did. That's great. I didn't realize that, you know, I, I, I spelled everything wrong and, you know, I did all these mistakes. Fantastic. So you want to be able to let people know when they do a good job and reward them for it and praise them. And that what's also nice, too, is you praise them sometimes in front of others because it's cool because then they realize, oh, wow, that's pretty neat. So my colleagues know that I'm doing a good job and I'm not a complete moron because I know they think I am, but I'm not. So if you do it out of other people, too, that's awesome. And speaking of other people, too, you want to encourage a camaraderie if you can. You want to make sure that there's no infighting. How many times have you seen at companies where the manager pits one against the other? You know, and, and, and I don't know why they do that. I guess you need a certain kind of personality type to do it. But, you know, you want to make sure that people enjoy being together. There's a camaraderie. There's a spirit of core. You, you feel good about being in the office. You feel you're among friends and, we're, you know, everyone's trying to help each other. So you want to have that, you know, going on too. So this way people feel part of something. When they feel part of something, they're committed. They'll do better. So another thing too, you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to make mistakes all the time. And that's okay. You don't have to be perfect. And when you make it a mistake, you could own up to it and say, wow, you know, I really, <laughs> I really bombed out on that. Whew, that was dumb. And people get that. But if you pretend you didn't, that's the worst. Then they're like, come on. Come on. We know, you, we know that you know that we know that you just ruined that deal and it was your fault. And now you're pretending it's not. Own up to it. Own up to it. And then you'll be better the next time. I know a lot of these seems basic, but I got to tell you, a lot of times the corporate world, it really boils down to simple things. We, we make it complicated, but it's not. So really what you want to do, it's like in a personal relationships. You want to treat people the way you want them to be treated. You want to offer feedback, constructive criticism. If you do something dopey, accept that you did it and try to do better. You want to create a team atmosphere. You want to kind of keep growing and learning and fostering and encourage people. And you want to have this environment where, you know, at the end of the day, people feel comfortable showing up. They feel comfortable talking to one another. They feel comfortable sharing. And, and that, that'll help and that'll work. Now, is that everything? Of course not. Of course. This is kind of like a crash course, you know, just to get the basics done. Because I, as, as a recruiter for 25 years, I can't tell you how many people leave because they have a bad boss. That's you know, it's a cliche to say, but it's true. Oftentimes, people leave. They're not leaving the company. They're leaving the boss because it just, you know, that person just doesn't, doesn't do everything I was suggesting. So I think it's important, you know, that if you're a manager, to kind of get it because then it looks bad for you. So if, if, if you keep losing people, what do you think your boss is going to think about you? The first time, They'll believe you. Oh, yeah, you know, Jane left because of uh, whatever. I'm like, all right. Then when another person leaves, another person, after a while, there's no credibility. They're going to know it's you. So it's your, your own vested interest to make sure that people stay, you retain them. And not only that, but then people want to come and work for you and work for your team because the reputation precedes you. So these are basic core elements. I'll go in more detail with this and other podcasts later on, but sometimes I feel it's good to set, set the tone and I get some great feedback from people where they'll have questions, 
they'll, they'll, they'll bounce things off of me. They hit me up on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and Facebook. So, so I like putting these things out there, hearing the feedback, getting ideas, and then kind of elaborate on it. So I hope, I hope if you're a manager, aspiring manager, and you're kind of lost and you don't know what to do, and you know you're a little afraid to ask people, that this helps frame, you know, some just building blocks, some basics some training wheels to get you started. So this is Jack Kelly with the Recruiter Podcast. Thank you for listening. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Recruiter. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.